0: At the front of our sanctuaries across this nation, there is hanging in most of them a cross. The question that I have for all of you is what is it that courses through your veins when you see it, when you view it, when you look at it and when you think about it? What emotions arise in you? Is it something that you're broken about or is it something that that maybe you take for granted? Is it something that you remember as an experience when you were little? When the day you gave your life and your heart and your soul to Jesus, when He came to you and He rescued you and you asked for forgiveness and He came to reside in you. So what is it? What do you feel? What courses through your veins? My question is, maybe we haven't grasped the totality of the cross. That maybe we have missed something. What makes people go to the hard place? What makes people do the hard thing? Guys, I've got to be honest. I read my Bible and I see this man named Paul do things that I really don't ever see myself doing. And I begin to question myself, man, am I missing something? As I sit in my sanctuary week after week, am I missing something? Am I not grasping maybe the total concept of the cross and what it means in our lives? And if I were to grasp it, if I were to grasp the whole meaning of what the cross is, would I do better? Would my life look better? Would my faith be stronger? Would my obedience be more consistent? Would I be more holy? Ruby Eliasson, over 80 years old, dedicated her life to one thing, making Christ known among the sick and the poor and the lame in Cambodia. Laura Edwards, also almost 80, single all her life, approaching retirement, joins Ruby on the mission field. Going from village to village. I don't know if you heard me, eighty years old. From village to village, when around the corner they go, the brakes give way, and off the cliff they glow into an oblivion and they're dead instantly. And I ask you this morning, is that a tragedy? Is that a tragedy? Two women dedicating their lives for one thing, pouring it out for Jesus Christ, trying to make him known among the lost people of the world and the sick and the disgusting sewers of this world. Did I mention that they were 80 years old? Is that a tragedy? Here's another story. Bob and Penny. Penny. Decided to take early retirement from their jobs in the East when Penny was 48 and Bob was 51. They moved to Punta Gorda, Florida, where Bob enjoys rides on his 30 foot troller. Penny is part of the quilting club, and every night at sunset, They collect shells. The last day when you stand before the Creator of the universe to give an account for what you did. Here it is, Lord, my shell collection. At the last day when Ruby and Laura stand before the Creator to give an account for what they did here it is Lord my life my life my question is what makes people make that decision What makes a Ruby and a Laura? What makes an Apostle Paul? What makes a David Brainerd? What makes a Peter? What makes all of those things happen in a person's life where they come to the point where they're willing to live for it and die for it? In order to make a huge difference in the world, you do not have to know a lot of things. You have to know a very few things that are great. This here today is a great thing it is a great great thing if you have your bibles and i want you to read this turn to galatians chapter 6 verse 14 galatians chapter 6 verse 14 i believe it is the hidden meaning of the cross i believe that it hinges on everything that we believe is sacred it hinges on our growth it propels us into obedience and maybe just maybe today in this place one person will grasp this and they will go to the hard place Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. But may it never be that I would boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Let's read it again. But may it never be that I would boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world the negative way of saying it let's say it the positive way boast only in the cross that is a shocking statement same word in the Greek exalt glory rejoice rejoice only in the cross exalt only in the cross that is a shocking statement it's like saying exalt in lynching I exult in the electric chair. I boast in the gas chamber. Lynching. I boast in lynching. We're commanded through Scripture to rejoice in the crucifixion and the execution of the Son of God? Strange. Extremely strange. Man, I never boast except in the most horrific thing that has ever happened in history. So, what does he mean? When Christ died, he purchased for sinners. Everything good in your life and everything bad in your life that he turns for good. Everything that you have, everything that you enjoy was purchased. Why? We are sinners all. The only thing that you deserve is damnation. The only thing that you deserve is suffering. The only thing that you deserve is death. For the wages of sin is what? It's death. So therefore, the only thing that you deserve, the only thing that should be dealt to you is judgment. But because of the cross, you were rescued, you were saved. Therefore, everything good in your life, let me make it simple, every beat of every person's heart in this room right now was purchased. It was bought for you. Every step with healthy legs, every sight with healthy eyes, every word heard with a healthy ear, every movement of a healthy limb was bought. It was purchased through the blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, whenever you boast in any of those things, if you're thinking rightly, you are boasting in what? The cross of Jesus Christ through which the world was purchased was bought by Him. Boast only in the cross. Therefore, if you boast in any of those things, you are to boast in the cross. We are doubly undeserving students. The only thing we deserve is hell. Yet the mercy of a loving God... your life I'm a family man Gary introduced my wife she's down here she was a blonde she's now a redhead I don't know what she's going to be next week I like change We have two children. Elijah is two and a half years old. He's almost three. He'll be three in December. Emilia is eight and a half months old, nine months old, sorry. And uh, she's coming along. She's growing like crazy. They're here, they're in the back. But we, uh, we have two incredible children. My son, Elijah, is um, pretty much hyperactive, I guess you would say, but he's an incredible little guy. And in our house in Plymouth, we have this, our ha- old house in Plymouth, we had this, this bedroom and it had a nail hole in the door and you could look through the door and you could see what Elijah was doing. I had fun, I had a lot of fun with the hole in the door. It was enjoyable for me to watch him. Do the crazy things that he would do when he thought no one was watching. So so I'm you know, I put him to bed and, and, and I thought he was asleep. It had been about an hour and I thought, Well I'm gonna go up and check on him, I'm gonna see what he's doing. So I walk up the stairs and I walk up to the hole in the door and I look into the room and I'm I'm peeking through this tiny little hole and I can see the whole bed and, and he's he's gotten out of bed and he's standing on the bed frame, which comes up about this high in the back the back frame of the bed it stands about this high off the mattress and he's standing on top of that and it's about this wide I don't know how he was keeping his balance but he was doing it and he had his little elbows in the windowsill and, and he was watching cars go by <laughs> so, so I kept my eye on him and I thought you know what I'm going to grab the doorknob and I'm going to jiggle it a little bit and I'm going to see what he does so I, I jiggle the doorknob a little bit and you know he, he turns around and he gets this look on his face he jumps down into the bed pulls the covers up over him and he lays his head down like this <laughs> so I walk up to him and, and I look at him and, and I open the door and I said Elijah I said what, what were you doing you know I don't know why I expected him to tell me the truth but, but I went and I said Elijah what, what were you doing buddy what, what were you do, just doing just now and he said go away daddy sleeping And I went, liar! And I grabbed him and I started tickling him and I was punching him and he's laughing like crazy. And I was like, you stay in bed and we're going nuts and we're wrestling around on the bed and it just came to me like a flood. Purchased. Bought. That moment in my life was purchased. when you get in your automobiles and you drive home and you're greeted by a mother a father a loved one a brother or a sister a cousin a boyfriend husband, a wife realize that it was purchased that it was bought for you Are you beginning to see and understand how cross-saturated of a life that is? When you realize that everything in your life was purchased, that the only thing you deserve is hell. When you get the A on the exam, purchased. When you get the F on the exam, purchased. Why? Because then it makes you study harder for the next... Next time. You heard my introduction. I'm familiar with the F. I'm familiar with it. I had an incredible first couple of years of college um, roller coaster, roller coaster for me in my spiritual life. I met this girl the first day of college before school even started I was at Burger King up here and I walked in and there was this girl standing there and she had blonde hair and she just was really pretty so I I just kind of said hey what's up you know hey and uh she was like hey you know kind of weird and I, I said well what are you doing she was like "She was like nothing I said so you're a student at IWU and she was like how did you know <laughs> I was like well the, the name tag kind of gave it away um IW on your name tag and she was like oh <laughs> yeah she kind of was embarrassed so I, we sat down and we started talking and and you know we kind of went away with the same feeling I hope there are different girls I hope there are different guys that's basically what we said to ourselves when we left and we were married four and a half years later but we uh we went through a lot of different things a lot of different ups and downs and my sophomore year, I was traveling for the university in a group called Master's Praise and we're in a quartet and we're traveling across the country and we're singing for the Lord. We're having a great time. It was the first week of the summer and I had been having a great week. I was still kind of struggling with my whole spiritual walk thing. I really hadn't totally dedicated my life to the Lord. I was still rebellious and and just trying to decide what I was going to do with my life. We left the camp at 2 o'clock in the morning and we had to be back here from Iowa at noon the next day. So you can imagine it was a tight schedule. So we drove all night at about 6 o'clock in the morning you know, I, I kind of woke up, and I could see the sun peering through the window, and, and I began to hear that rumble strip. You know, that rumble strip that's on the side of the road, and I was like, well, that's cool. We must be getting off the highway to eat breakfast. You know, I could already smell the McDonald's coffee. It was just awesome. So so we're going along, and I hear that rumble strip, and I'm like, sweet, right tire's on the rumble strip. Well, then I, I heard the rumble strip on the left tire, and I thought, well, that's kind of weird. So we kept going along, and all of a sudden, I started feeling the, the, the van go a little bit sideways, and then I heard the guy that was riding shotgun scream, Casey, wake up! So we're going 65 miles an hour. We're going into the ditch. We're going like crazy. We're bouncing all over the place. I'm in the back of the van. I'm on an air mattress. I'm being thrown all over the place. We took the back seat out. The back window busts. I fly a little bit out of the back window trying to get out and cut this artery in my arm. And blood's just going everywhere. It was really exciting. And I get out and I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of hunched over and I'm like, guys, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm stumbling all over the place. They're like, Jay, you're not okay. You're not okay. I was like, I'm okay. Well, I finally I lay down and there's blood coming out here. It's Kind of gross, and and I'm laying there, and I'm like, man, I'm kind of getting woozy, I'm kind of getting shaky. I was like, man, it's so beautiful outside, and I'm laying on the side of the road, and and I look, I look to my left, and you know, it's it's I'm starting to feel a lot of pain right here on my le- on my left side, and I'm like, man, I'm not feeling too good, and I look out of the corner of my eye, and and this black. ...pulls up on the other side of the freeway, and this guy gets out of the car, and he's running full throttle across the median, and I'm like watching him, I was like, that's kind of strange, and I'm watching him, and he takes off his suit coat, and then he grabs his shirt, and he pulls it, and buttons are flying, and he takes off his tie, he takes that off, and I was like, whoa, he takes that off, then he takes off his belt, and I was like, dude, don't take anything else off. So i mean i'm i'm laying here and and you know i'm like this is really strange so so all of a sudden he comes and he he kneels beside me and he takes his belt he ties it around the top of my arm and zip tights it real tight wraps his shirt around the cut gets up looks at me in the face smiles runs back across the highway gets in his car and he's gone we never saw him again we don't know who he was we don't know what he was doing there you know when you get to the hospital and all the stuff that you have on you they put in a box that stuff wasn't in the box i don't know who he was i'd kind of guessing he was an angel, but I mean, he was driving a 944. I don't know what that's about. But uh, so, you know, I'm like, thank you so much, Lord. We get in the back of the ambulance and they take me to the hospital. And when we get there, they make me drink about a gallon of barium and and that tasted not good at all. And I drink it and and all of a sudden they find out that inside of my belly was uh, a severed kidney, a ruptured spleen, a partially punctured lung and five broken ribs. Later that week, I found out the blood that I was losing internally. If this had not been cut off, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. From meeting Jesus. I was forced... To ask myself the question, the last day, when I stand before the creator of the throne of the universe to give an account, what will I say? You know that grace that was shown to me on the side of the highway? You know that grace that God showed me in the hospital When they told me I would be out of commission for six months, I was back traveling with Master Sprays in six weeks. That grace that was shown to me, where did that come from? Where did it come from? And did I deserve it? It came from the cross. So as I stand before you today and tell you the story, what am I boasting in? the cross may it never be that I should boast in anything but the cross of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Let's bow our heads and close our eyes in a few moments I'm going to ask you to be dismissed and you're going to stand on healthy legs that were bought for you. Maybe later today you will be taking an exam with a healthy hand, with a healthy eye. Professors maybe later today you'll be teaching a subject that you're so passionate about and that you're so excited about and that you're so happy to be teaching in a few days you'll be going home greeting family and friends and loved ones you'll be eating delicious food opening presents visiting old friends all of which were bought. All of which were purchased. If you get this, it will bring forth humility in your life like you've never seen. Father God, you are so tremendous so huge so awesome your cross your sacrifice is yes for the forgiveness of our sins yes it is to rescue us from certain hell but father it is so much more than that help us to understand the implications Help us to realize each day, each step, each breath, each beat of our heart that every good thing and every bad thing that is turned for our good through your promise was purchased. Lord, today we thank you for the cross. You may it strengthen us, encourage us, and brighten our light. We love you, and we thank you, and we give you praise. And we ask all this in your name, the name that is above all names, the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, amen. amen. You are dismissed.